Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. I once talk about the top 10 things that we learned from our event that we had. And this is really for two people. Of course, there were people who were at the event, who paid attention, who did everything that they could. And this is for you guys. But then also to those of you who were not able to attend the event for whatever reason. A few things I want to cover. Number one, I mean, it was a great event. We had a great turnout. We had close to 200 people, all agents who've made the commitment to invest. Um, of course, you guys know sales will make you a living. Investing will make you wealthy. And we had a really, really good event. So the, the event started out session number one, talking about like why systems and why systems were so important. And we talked about the fact that for every person that's in the inner circle coaching program, we walk you guys through a five-step process. Step number one is to determine where you're at today. Step number two is to determine where you want to go or essentially what you want investing to do for you. That's probably the most important question that you can answer. And I actually did ask a lot of people that specific question. And I was met in a lot of cases with answers that weren't really, they didn't know perfectly. So don't skip over skip step number two where you want to go, what you want investing to do for you. Step number three, determine your investing vehicle. Are you going to do short-term rentals? Are you going to do flips? Are you going to do wholesales? Are you going to invest in apartments? Are you going to invest completely passively? Step number four, determine your three to six things that you need to do in your business. Step number five is to create a scorecard. So we talked about the fact that Let's just say that you come to the right scorecard and your scorecard says that you need to meet with six sellers each and every week. How are you going to actually do it? And that's what systems is all about. That's what the event was all about. How do you build systems to make sure that your scorecard is green every single week? And I showed everybody my scorecard. I talked about having a scorecard, why a scorecard is important, but also how do you create systems around that? And one of the questions that I asked everybody, which I really hope was a takeaway or something that everybody thought about, and I talked about the fact that in order to be a successful investor, you need to be like an 8, 9, or 10 out of 10 motivated to invest in real estate. It needs to be that important to you. And in fact, on day two, we had four panelists that are obsessed with real estate investing, and we talked about their stories. But I explained to everybody that was in the crowd, and if you haven't decided this yet, I hope that more people come to this decision. Are you seriously committed to investing in real estate? And I talked about the fact that in a group, we had you know close to 200 people there. In a, in a room full of, say, 200 people, there's three types of people that are in that room. The first type of people are like a zero, one, or a two, or a three motivated. And those people kind of maybe just heard about investing and maybe think that investing is cool, but they're not that serious about investing. Those people are like really easy because guess what? Those people really shouldn't do anything. Like they should actually not pursue investing, in my opinion, 
because if you're not an eight, nine, or 10, you're not going to get there. And then there's the other group of people that are in the room that are in eight, nine, or 10 out of 10. And those people have committed to real estate investing and are going to do it, right? But there's a big chunk of people in the middle. Probably at that event, there were 100 people that were in the room that were like a four, a five, a six, a seven out of 10. And that's the most challenging part. I We call those people interested, but not committed, okay? Meaning that if it, if it, if everything fell into place, if everything was perfect, if it was convenient, they would be an investor. And I had mentioned to the group, the worst place you can be in is interested. And I mentioned to the group that the one thing more than anything else that I was hoping for at the event was to push the people that were three, four, five, six, or seven out of 10, either to an eight, nine, or 10 out of 10, or the other way to like a one, two, three out of 10. Because at the end of the day, in order to be successful as an investor, you have to be committed. So for those of you who are listening right now, if you fall into the bucket of three, four, five, six, or seven, you have to make the commitment either to invest or if you're not going to go all in, cross it off your list. Don't do it. Find something else to do. There are plenty of other things to kind of do in your life. So that's takeaway number two. Takeaway number three. Land, labor, capital, and entrepreneurship. These are the systems, these are the things that you need in order to be a successful real estate investor. And we talked about land is deal finding, right? We need deal finding systems in order to produce great deals each and every week in front of us. The second thing that we need is deal funding systems, right? Because it's one thing to find them, but we also need to fund them. The third thing that we need is we need deal management systems. And I'm going to talk more about deal management systems in a second. But deal management systems are how do we turn that deal that we found that we're able to fund into money, whether through rentals, whether through flipping, whether through assigning, et cetera. And then the fourth thing we need is entrepreneurship. And entrepreneurship means you have the guts, you have the courage, you have the determination that you are going to do this. Again, that goes back to the point that you either need to be like an eight, nine, or 10 out of 10, or somewhere else, just kind of like, honestly, forget about it. The fourth thing that we talked about, the fourth takeaway was deal finding systems. And I showed everybody my scorecard every single week that we look at, and we actually looked at it today. We look at it every Tuesday at 7.30, and I have a couple of important statistics that I look at every single week. One of them is how many face-to-face appointments that me and my team have gone on that week to meet with sellers, to talk about selling their house, their condo, their land, their whatever, right? I look at that each and every week. I have a minimum number that I want to get to 80 face-to-face appointments to talk to sellers about selling their property, right? And for you guys, that number is going to be a lot lower. For almost everybody who's on that call, on this call right now, your number is going to be way lower than 80. But you have to be able to talk to people to find deals each and every week, right? And we talked about the different ways that we can find deals, all right? How do you produce those appointments? How do you pr- produce appointments to talk to people off market? We talked about the fact that you need to make a decision whether you're going to use money or time in order to find deals. 
And we talked about the fact that if we're going to use money, we're going to do things like mailers. We're going to do things like pay-per-click. We're going to do things like pay people to cold call or pay people to cold text. Or we might do Facebook ads, but we're going to use our money to generate appointments. And we talked about the fact that it costs a lot of money to generate a seller appointment. On average, it costs somewhere about $1,000 per appointment to generate a seller appointment. So if you don't have a good amount of money to invest, then you need to invest your time. And we talked about the ways that we can invest our time to find deals. We talked about creating an agent referral network. We talked about door knocking. We talked about cold calling. We talked, we talked about cold texting. But the number one takeaway I would say that you need to have from that event is that you need a deal finding system and you need a system that produces face-to-face -face seller appointments every single week. Okay. By the way, if you guys are listening right now and you have not set up a time to talk to me, to talk about joining the inner circle or to talk strategy yet, I'm offering this as a, you know, kind of a one-time thing for those of you guys who are interested in jumping on a call with me to talk about where you're at in your real estate investing business for free. You can register today at www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. Again, that's www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. On the call, I'm going to ask you where you're at, where you want to go, what struggles you're having, and we're going to try to solve those on the call. Again, www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. So we talked about deal finding systems. Then we talked about deal management systems, and we brought up my whole team. I said this like weeks leading up to the event, which is that it's really cool that you guys get to hear from me every single week. And I know a lot and I'm pretty smart and I know I can help people, but you guys don't get to, get to hear from my construction team and you don't get to hear from my partner and you don't get to hear from my CFO and you don't get to hear from my COO on a weekly basis. So the event is so important because we spent time with each and every one of them to talk about their roles in the business. When you hear from me, I'm going to talk mainly about how to find deals, how to fund deals, how to raise capital, how to get seller appointments, right? I'm going to talk about all of the sales and marketing components of the business, but I'm not going to talk about the sales processing part. So we had my, my, my head of construction up there walking through how we take a signed contract all the way to the finish line. And while we went through all of those things and we um, showed you guys the PDFs that we use and we showed you guys the systems that we use, one thing that I suggested that for me is a top 10 event takeaway number five, which is that if I am in an agent's shoes right now, I would focus on deal finding and deal funding systems. And I would partner with us through the inner circle on the construction element. There are so many parts of the construction element that are a challenge and there's a lot to be built out there. I would start first with deal funding and deal finding, right? Raising money, funding deals and finding deals. Let us handle the construction point unless that's your expertise, right? Um, or unless you're going to do assignment deals or you're going to do buy and holds. But for quick turn stuff, I would partner with us through the inner circle. Again, to learn more about the inner circle and to talk to me individually, go to www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. All right, takeaway number six. We had a panel of four people up there. 
it was interesting because I didn't do this purposely, but two of the people came from other countries. And one of the takeaways for me is just the mindset of the four people that were up there. But I thought it was no coincidence that we had two people up there that came from a different country. And if you think about like, you know, being a eight, nine or 10 out of 10, think about how motivated someone has to be to be successful, to leave the country that they live in, leave everything behind and take that leap to go to another country, learn a new language, meet new people, leave their property, leave their family, et cetera. So that was just a common theme that we had um, amongst the four people that were up there that they were extremely dedicated to becoming successful. We talked about, like, of course, when we get four people up there and we're highlighting them, yes, those people are in the inner circle. And part of the reason I bring them up there is to say, hey, these are people that I've worked with. This is the success that they've had. So therefore, people in the audience, this is what you are potentially capable of if you work with us, okay? I want to be very clear about that. That was part of the purpose. but. We didn't just talk about all of the successes that they had because that's just not who I am, right? I'm not going to just go up there and tell you guys everything is perfect all the time. I started by interviewing them and asking them about all the struggles they had and about all the times that they thought about potentially giving up. And they have some really good answers, but they talked about all of the areas where they had struggled and how they had overcome. But one thing that was was not unique and was said, they all had unique stories, but what wasn't unique across all four people is the fact that even though maybe they felt like giving up for a day, they were willing to kind of push through whatever was put in front of them. And they put themselves into a position where they had to succeed, right? They took that leap forward. They put themselves in a position where they had no choice but to succeed. And they, all four of them had different stories, but I thought it was just interesting to me. That was kind of like the theme across everything. And really, more than anything else, that success is not a straight linear line, right? It's not like, you know, X to Y axis, right? Going up straight. It is you're starting, you're going down, you're going up, you're going down, you're going up, you're going down, you're going up, you're going down. And then at the end, you know, you started here and then you're there. Right. And that's what we we covered when we talked to those four people. Takeaway number seven. We we talked about a deal that we're looking for funding on in Hookset, New Hampshire. It's a 70 unit deal. I've actually put this out there. It's for accredited investors. And we're shooting for a 19% rate of return for accredited investors. I talked to you guys about the fact that talked to you guys about the fact that I have a goal. I've got to raise seven million dollars for this project. But I did that presentation and I, I showed everybody that presentation from two angles. So as I was presenting that deal and talking about raising $7 million of capital and talking about like what I was trying to achieve, I wanted people in the audience to come at it with two perspectives. And the takeaways were from two different sides of it. So there was a group of people that don't have capital, that were looking to raise capital. And I talked about why I did everything the way I did it in this presentation. Understand that I started with no money. And as I went into that event, even though our company has capital, I went into that event needing 
$7 million. So you can't tell me, hey, things are easy for you, Tom, because you're already at XYZ point. No, I'm going into that event needing not 500000 not a million, $7 million, okay? And so I talked about like the, the, the key components to how to raise capital. Like what makes it attractive for somebody else to invest with you? And I talked about a few key things. And these for the, were for the people in the audience that need to go out and need to raise capital. So number one, you need to have an attractive offer. And I talked about in order to have an attractive offer, your offer needs to be higher than the stock market. Okay, so I asked everybody and I pulled everybody in the audience and I said, hey, what do you guys think you, know, you would make if you put your money in the stock market? And essentially, most people said 8 to 10%. And I said, I agree. That's what most people tell me too. So in order for you to raise money, right, your offer has to be more competitive than the stock market, which means that your offer needs to, needs to be more than 10%. So I said 10% is kind of like a low watermark for a deal, right? So you're, you're, you absolutely need to be higher than 10%, but then you have to be low enough so that you can afford to pay out that money. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. So at a minimum, it needs to be 10. At most, it can probably be 18 or 19 or 20. So you have to have a good offer, but is a good offer enough? No, it's not. A good offer is not enough because anybody can say any amount, but then you have to get an audience of people to hear that offer. And I talked about the fact that most people know that they shouldn't be a secret agent, right? You need to tell people that you're an agent in order to get agent business. Well, in order to get investing business, which means deals and money, you need to tell people that you're an investor. So you want to start with your SOI and you want to have a plan to let all of your SOI know that you're an investor by promoting deals and promoting properties and talking about what you do. So you need to have a good offer. You need everybody to know that you're an investor. And then you need everybody to be aware of a deal that you need money for. So then I presented the deal in Hoodset, New Hampshire, the 70 unit that, that we're looking for the $7 million on. And I presented it and I explained why I did what I did in the presentation. And I mentioned to everybody that joins the inner circle that you will get a copy of all of the lending capital partner presentations that I've done. So that was one other big takeaway is just all of the things that people get by joining the inner circle, all the documents, all the coaching, et cetera. So then I talked about it from the perspective of, for the people that are in the room, I wanted people to look at it from the perspective of a passive investor. And I know that in a group of you know close to 200 people, there were going to be people that came to that event that heard all of the blood, sweat, and tears that you need to put in to become a successful investor. And we're going to think, geez, I still want to invest but I don't have the time to do this work or I don't want to do this work. And I gave the example of somebody that ended up, someone that I know that actually quit trying to become a real estate active investor and deciding instead to work a job and to save $50,000 a year to give to our company because they looked at that $50,000 a year and what we projected for returns. And they came to the conclusion that within a seven or eight year period, they could get $10,000 a month of passive income 
just by saving fifty, sixty, sixty-five thousand dollars a year and investing with us. So this is just kind of another thing to think about and another key takeaway. One of the top 10 takeaways is that there's a lot of different paths that you can get to getting that $100,000, $150,000 a year of passive income. One way to do it is just to, to, to raise money. I'm sorry, to use your money to be completely passive. Okay. So that was takeaway number seven. Um, takeaway number eight, you guys went on a bus tour with us. So day number two, we took you to the 19-unit project that we're doing in Wakefield, Mass. It's very, very close to the office. And we, we walked you through, right? And you guys have been seeing, I'm sure, picture after picture after picture of me posting of tours and all that good stuff. And the key takeaway there, if for those of you who went to the November event, is to notice how quickly that project is going along compared to some other projects that are much smaller that we've done. So one key takeaway that we've learned that we're going to pass on to you is that it's actually easier to do bigger projects than it is to do smaller projects. And we talked about a six family, six condo units on Lading Street in East Boston that took us three years start to finish to do. Okay. And compare that to the 19 units that we did in Wakefield in about one year, compare that to the deal that we have, the hangar building that we have in Nashua, New Hampshire, which is 88 units, that it's going to take about 18 months to do. And it was our takeaway that we passed along to you that a lot of times bigger is easier. Now you might say, well, okay, that all sounds well and good, but like why? Why can it be easier to do a 19-unit building in Wakefield than it is to do a three-family condo conversion in East Boston? And the answer is two parts. Number one, who you get to hire on these bigger deals. And number two, geographically where these deals are located. So what we found is that doing work in Boston is oftentimes much, much more difficult than doing a project in Wakefield or, or Nashua, New Hampshire. Just from the perspective of what needs to be done for permits and everything else that kind of goes along with doing a project in the city. But the second thing, a key takeaway for us to pass on to you is who you get to hire. So when you're doing a three-family condo conversion, you think about the type of contractor that's going to do that job versus someone, a construction company that's going to do the 88 units. It's a totally different type of company. Okay. The professionalism, the attention to detail, the attention to budget, the attention to time is a lot different. So for us, we are focused now on 50 to 100 unit buildings moving forward. Takeaway number nine. Takeaway number nine was the benefits of joining Cameron. And I know some of you who are listening are already at Cameron, but we did about a 25-minute presentation on why somebody would join our company. And I always start out by, by talking about like the inner circle and the benefits of joining the inner circle, the ability to have one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, the ability to jump on a call once a month, the ability to partner with us on deals, the ability to get access to all of our systems and tools and everything that we've done, right? It's basically like a franchise in, in a box. And of course, everybody there sees the value in that. And by the way, if you still have not signed up 
to talk to me one-on-one for an inner circle call, this is completely for free, but just go to www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com and book a call as soon as you can. So with that being said, I, I, I talk about all the benefits of joining the inner circle, you know, joining the brokerage to, you know, to get the inner circle access. But with that being said, I always start out when I talk about Cameron about the fact that 350 people joined Cameron Real Estate Group before we even had the inner circle, right? So before I had this coaching program add-on to Cameron Real Estate Group, 350 people already voted that Cameron was a good brokerage. And I always make this point too, because as we're growing, you know, sometimes we still get the question of like, hey, like, you know, do you have all the tools, you know, needed to help agents? And it's a really easy question to answer when you think about it like this, right? Agents vote with their feet. Agents leave brokerages all the time. It's very easy to leave. Everybody's always getting recruited. So if we weren't 100% delivering on our promises and helping agents get from point A to point B, we would go from 355 or 360 agents, whatever we have now, down to 50 in a six-month period. If you have any doubt about whether or not we deliver on what we're supposed to be doing as a brokerage, you really don't even have to ask anybody. You can ask people that are already in our brokerage, but you don't even really have to because if we weren't, people would be leaving in droves, okay? But then we talked about like besides the inner circle to join Cameron. Of course, there's the 80-20 split. Of course, there's the $20,000 cap, but we've added on the disappearing cap. So every year that goes by, we reduce an agent's cap by $2,000. So the most you can pay us in year one is $20,000. The most you can pay us in year two is $18,000. The most you can pay us in year three is $16,000. The most you can pay us in year four is $14,000. And it keeps going down and down and down. And I talked about why I did that. I have found through owning a brokerage for about six years now that the longer an agent is with you, the more, the less you need to help them, period. Um, you guys all know this, right? If you've been an agent for 10 or 15 years, the amount of help that your brokerage gives you on a day-to-day basis is going to be a lot less than on day one. The second thing related to the financials are the profit tree. So what we've done is we are now giving up 20% of all of the company dollar, what the company makes two agents for, for agents they brought in. So I didn't say that 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 well, but I'm going to give an example. Let's say that you bring in uh, Joe Smith as an agent. You refer them into Cameron, and they do a $10,000 commission, right? $10,000, $8,000 goes to the agent, 80%, $2,000 goes to us. 20% of that will go to you. So $400 will go to you, right? 4% of that agent's commission will go to you. And that goes until the agent is capped, okay? I don't want to focus too much on that, but just know that if you help us grow, Cameron, we're going to help you financially. And then we talked about all of the other things that we had, you know, the the mentorship program, the office, um, all of the technology, the best CRM in the world, follow-up boss, um, and again, all of the inner circle benefits. So we talked a lot, you know, on that session about joining Cameron, It's just really that, you know, it's a way to get into the inner circle for free. 
My inter- my coaching program in 2017 and 2018 was $60,000. We give you all of that same coaching program for free just for joining Cameron. And I talked about not looking at, not looking a gift horse in the mouth, right? I talked about the fact that we may not continue that forever. I actually don't know what I'm going to do moving forward, whether I'm going to continue to allow people to join the inner circle by joining the brokerage. For now, you can. Don't wait on it. You know, don't don't let the tail wag the dog. Okay? What I mean by that is sales will make sales will make you a living. You can make 50 to 200,000 dollars a year as an agent. Investing will make you wealthy. Investing can make you worth five to twenty million dollars over the course of a 10-year period. 100 percent So don't let the fact that maybe we don't have you know the form that you like to use or the program that you like to use or the brochure that you're accustomed to, don't let that dictate building your wealth. Okay. Again, if you want to learn more about joining the inner circle, jump on a call, schedule a call at www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. And the last takeaway is just the systems that we have for the inner circle. Number one, 24-7, 365, access to me whenever you need me through Facebook Messenger, through email. Unlimited membership, right? Most coaching programs are three months, six months, 12 months. This is unlimited lifetime. You join the inner circle, you're in for life. Why? Because you're not going to get to that $10 million net worth in a year. So I'm not going to cut you off in six months because the program's for six months, even though it's going to take a while, right? Third thing, the ability to partner with us. If you become a deal finder, if you become a capital raiser, you can work with us on deals that you find. Anything that's off market, not only will we partner with you, we will come up with the offer that you need to offer. We will go on the appointment with you. We will run the budget for you. We will go there. We will analyze the deal with you. I talked about and gave a couple of examples of people over the course of time that are partnered with us on deals. The average uh, profit on a deal that we partner with are $60,000. That means you get $30,000, we get $30,000. You had to come up with zero of the money. You had to have zero construction expertise in order to do that deal. Then, then we talked about all the systems that we give away. And I, I, can't, I don't have time to show all this stuff now because we're just doing a recap. But everything that we do has been systematized and documented. That is stuff that we give to people that are in the inner circle. That is stuff that you can look at. That is stuff that you can use, right? The ability to have every single um, event that we have. We have a private dinner for inner circle members. And we had... I don't know, 25 or so inner circle members at the dinner uh, on Wednesday night um, that we had at the the hotel in Woburn, the Crown the Crown Hotel in, in, in Woburn. It was really cool to kind of catch up with a lot of people that are already in the inner circle, have dinner with them, talk to them, see how their business is going and all that good stuff. So those were those were kind of the takeaways, right? But just to wrap, and again, if you guys have any questions, type them into the chat box. But for me to kind of just like wrap on this in general, I think for, for everybody that's on here, I just want to say this. Investing will make you wealthy. Sales will make you a living. Sales will make you a living. Investing will make you wealthy. Decide where you're at. 
you need to be an eight, nine, or 10 out of 10. If you're going to do this, you have to be committed. Just because you're committed, it doesn't mean you need to go out and do a deal tomorrow. It means that you first start by number one, joining the inner circle, and number two, committing to getting educated. Okay. The more you learn, the more you earn. And I know I'm just kind of spitting out like, um, you know, phrases right now, but, but I really mean that stuff. So I want you guys to kind of think through that, think through like whether investing makes sense for you. Don't just be interested in investing. Investing is cool. It's something cool. It is interesting, right? But either get yourself to say, Hey, I'm never going to invest. I'm going to be a zero, a one or a two, or get yourself to say, Hey, I'm an eight, nine or a 10. Join the inner circle, but don't just join the inner circle. If you join it, take advantage of all the resources that you guys have. We'll be back again next week. Thank you guys for, for jumping on. And don't forget, when you're in your car, when you are driving around, listen to the Agent Investor Podcast. It's the easiest way that you can get educated for free. www.agentinvestorpodcast.com There is no reason why Each and every person who's on here can't listen to one hour of a podcast every single day, right? There's no reason why. Listen to the Agent Investor Podcast. Find another couple podcasts that you're interested in. Listen to one hour per day because you can do that while you're driving to, to and from appointments, while you're cleaning your house. You can do that while you're at the gym. You can do that while you're going for a walk. You can do that in your downtime www.agentinvestorpodcast.com. And again, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Thanks again for listening to the Agent Investor Podcast. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get free weekly education, strategies, and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.